Hello everyone and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we go through every episode of the whole bloody sitcom and review it and record it and edit it and put it out onto the internet for your listening pleasure. I'm Michael and I'm joined by a person who I recognize less and less with every passing day. Elizabeth, how are you doing? Good. Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm mad at the world today. Why are you mad at the world? Ah, lots of reasons. I don't want to de-use my podcasts as a place to vent, but I'm just mad. Mad at everything. I'm surprised you didn't start the podcast going, Hey guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm fine. No. Yeah, don't... don't Nothing's wrong. Yeah, don't ask me about it. I'm like one of those people that just like sort of puts on... It's a Facebook status. Just like, can't do this anymore! Mm -hmm. And then just sits back and waits for people to feel sympathy for them. Dude, I totally did that when I was like in high school though. I bet you did. Yeah, when you're like 16 and angsty. Mm-hmm. Come on, you've never done that. I don't think so. I wasn't on Facebook till I was like 24 though, so come on. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. I forgot you're old. Yep, so old. Anyway, yeah, everything's fine, I guess. I just hate everyone and everything today and... Well, geez, don't let it affect your podcasting, uh. Michael. Four days in a row. We've still got three days to go after this. Is this the fourth day? This is day four. So we've just finished watching season two, episode four. The one with Phoebe's husband. An episode title that left you with a lot of intrigue going into it. Total intrigue. Were your... Was your intrigue satisfied by what what happened? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Phoebe is just a fascinating character. I know, we're let in with these teeny tiny tidbits of things here and there. Oh, what a life she has led. I know, she's so interesting, she's so multifaceted. We're just peeling back the layers on her. And we're going to go into it even more in just a moment. Before we get to that, I have to ask you a Friends-related question. Tell me your Friends-related question. Okay, so this episode opens with a scene with Rachel on the phone to her mother. Rachel's mother is one of the few friends' parents we have yet to meet so far. We've met Ross and Monica's mum and dad. We've met Joey's mum and dad. We have met Chandler's mum. My question to you is, so out of what we have remaining, Rachel's parents, Phoebe's parents, Chandler's dad, is there anybody you would like to see perhaps cast in the roles of those characters? Or someone that would make a good fit for any of those? You don't have to go through all of them, but if there's one that kind of jumps out to you... Who do you think would be a good fit? There is. Rachel's mom. Has got it going on. <laughs> I totally see Jane Fonda. Jane? Ooh. A bit of Grace and Frankie. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Yeah. Well, you won't have to wait too long, I don't think, until Rachel's mom makes an appearance. So. Is it Jane Fonda? Spoiler alert, it is not. Aww. But it's... I'm not familiar with the actress that plays her, but she's not a million miles away. She's very... She's cut from the the Jane Fonda cloth, sure, shall yeah. we say. All right, that's good. I like that. So this episode, Elizabeth, first aired, I'm sure you're fascinated to know, on the 12th of October, 1995. But my question to you is, what are we talking in terms of viewing figures? Okay, the last, what are we at last? The last time it was 30.2. I'll tell you, they go lower this episode. Yeah, they were gonna go I knew it was gonna say that. Oh, okay. But I was. That's, that's not the game anymore. So I, know, you, I know, you, I know, I know, I know. What, what do you think? What are we talking numbers-wise? Are we talking just a little dip? Are we talking... We're talking 28.7. 28.7. 
Well, yeah, we're talking 28.1, so you're within that. Right. Yeah, good yeah, for me. Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Good for me. Mm-hmm. And we open, as previously mentioned, in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Rachel is on the telephone to her mother. Her mother is deeply concerned. We don't hear her voice, but her mother is expressing concern about Rachel living in New York, thinking it's not safe, you know, she's going to get attacked or mugged or something like that. And Rachel is trying to talk her down, being like, Mom, it's fine, don't worry, it's a very safe city. And this, I'm laughing already because it's a pretty good scene. But this whole message is drastically undercut when... A pigeon flies through the open kitchen window of their apartment and startles her. So she's like, cuts her off mid-sentence. She's like, Mom, everything's fine. And she's like, ah! <laughs> because uh, a, a pigeon has flown in and, and startled her. Uh, so then she kind of spends the scene trying to get rid of the pigeon. Pigeon lands on the kitchen table. Luckily, she's having to have a ginormous pot sitting on the oven that she could just Monica's use. a chef, so it's not... It just happened to be right there. Well, it's lying around. It's on hand. <laughs> Is it just right there on the countertop? It's right up there on the stove. So she gets a big pot, and she places it over the, the peachy's head. <laughs> and then, like, it's basically... She treats it as if she was, like, trying to remove a spider. Yeah. From a wall. She puts a, the pot over it, and then she slides the the pot lid underneath it and then she kind of turns it around and she's like ha ah, I got you that, that was a very compliant pigeon yeah it's probably a trained pigeon probably I want a trained pigeon you could do all my errands they're rats with wings Elizabeth. no they're not how <laughs> dare you I thought seagulls were rats with wings mm, they're more like badgers with wings badgers no <laughs> So anyway, she has just done this, avoided this stressful situation when there is a knock at the door and some floppy-haired southerner enters. It's none other than guest star Stephen Zahn. Stephen Zane. Stephen Zahn. What do I know him from? Oh, I don't know. He's been in a bunch of things. He was in... He was had a very small role in Dallas Buyers Club. He no. was in things like Sahara. He was no. in That Thing You Do with Maybe. Tom Hanks. Yeah, he yeah, probably. He was the drummer. That's probably it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's been in a bunch of things. Like, he's he pops up all over the shop. But he, he appears, and he is looking for Phoebe. And Rachel's like, oh, he, she doesn't live there anymore. And he's like, oh, well, can you just, uh, can I leave a message? And she's like, yeah, of course you can. I can get it to her. And he's like, can you just tell her that her husband stopped by? Huh? And that startles Rachel. She lifts like the, the pot lid off the pot and the pigeon flies out and she's shocked. She's like, what? And the pigeon flies out and Steve Zahn's like, what? And then he's like, hey, how did you do that? <laughs> and there we go. That's our open. That's a, a good one. It's a pretty good open, actually. That's a very solid open from Rachel getting like terrified from the bird and, the, and like slowly catching it. And then... You know, the big reveal with the punchline. I, I liked it. Very Wouldn't good you get startled, though, if all of a sudden a pigeon flew into your Yeah, house? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's fine. And she she dealt with it very well. She was she was quite lucky. I, I don't think a bird would just sit there idly. I think you would have to kind of corral it out of a window. Yeah, it would probably be flying around the ceiling, bumping into mm-hmm. things. And... Yeah. Aw, poor little thing. You just turn on your ceiling fan and let nature take its course. How dare you? There'd mm-hmm. be feathers and blood everywhere. Yeah, true. So that that cuts to the open. We get the opening credits, and then we return to full disclosure. We watched this yesterday, so my memory isn't as fresh as it normally is. But I believe we open back up into the apartment, and they are talking to Phoebe 
about the husband. Um, it is news to everyone that Phoebe is married. She keeps her secrets, isn't she? She keeps her secrets. Um, she reveals that it's a green card marriage. He's from Canada. He is also gay. Did we get the name of, of the gentleman? Yeah, Duncan. Duncan, yes, of course. Um, yeah, it, he's from Canada. It's a green card marriage, and he's also gay. So this is all kind of a marriage of convenience so he can stay in the country and pursue his dream of becoming a nice dancer. Do you uh, relate to this, Michael? I, that's my business. I don't want to get into it. But yes, there, <laughs> there's one aspect of that that I can certainly relate to, and I, I, I don't wish to discuss it any further. This is a surprise to everyone, um, particularly Monica, who know, has known Phoebe the longest. They used to be roommates, and she knows... She never knew that they were married, but she knows that Phoebe is actually in love with Duncan. She's like, oh, I can't believe you married him. He's gay. You're going to get your heart broken because you love him, but he doesn't love you back. And she's right. like, well, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, this kind of gets the gang into talking about secrets. Oh, yeah. This is a good scene. Yeah? Yeah. You enjoyed this? Everyone yeah, kind of spilling the beans of, on everyone? Yeah, they, they kind of accuse one another being like, well, this person this. And then it's like, <gasps> yes. and then, well, this person this. <gasps> what were the thing. secrets that were revealed? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like something... Like, there's a pair of panties that are outside on, like, telephone wires or something. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's Monica's because she had, like, sex out on the balcony or something. And her with panties fun got Bobby. With fun Bobby. Who we met, season one. Of course, he came to the party. Uh, but he didn't live up to his name because he was grieving because right. his grandfather had died. Uh, and then it is revealed that Chandler has a third nipple. Yeah, he has a third nipple. Mm-hmm. Which I think I, I hinted at that somebody had a third nipple back in last season. Uh, but yes, <laughs> Chandler has got himself a third nipple. Chin-chin's third nipple. Mm-hmm. And then um, they... F- uh, Chandler spills the beans. Chandler spills the beans that Joey was in a porno. Yes. Which is shocking. But not entirely exactly how you'd think. No. Nope. It is revealed that he is he isn't a porno, but he is not one of the shall we say feature players of of the uh the uh, erotic cinema. Yes, he's not actually being intimate on mm-hmm. camera, he's just in it and he has a line and he kinda watches them be intimate. Right. Which I, I mean, from what limited stuff I know about porn, and I say that with my eyes darting suspiciously back and forth, from what little I know about porn, I don't think they pay actors to be in porn that aren't going to be doing the porny stuff. <laughs> porny. Like, if you're in it, you're you're getting your D out, and you're putting it in somewhere, right? I mean, they're not just going to have someone come in and drop, like, a comedy line, which is what... Joey is well originally for. he was supposed to be in it but right. then he backed out but at which stage they go alright get the fuck out right right I would imagine so like <laughs> why would they waste they don't money? have like comedic extras in porn I don't think right <laughs> at least not in any of the ones I've heard about and it was like early on in his career right in his acting career he just wants to kind of make a name for himself and yes yeah that is not how you make a name for yourself. Well, he backed out the last moment mm-hmm. I, I uh, what do you think about that I think that was a good choice on his part to back out yeah Um, yeah, because, like, okay, it's a job, and yes, you have to, you have to pay bills and whatnot, and there's no judgment on that, but if you want to be a serious actor, who has ever transitioned? Who has ever transitioned from porn into a serious, incredible actor? 
apart from Meryl Streep. What? <laughs> no, oh, no. My God. oh, my God. Come on, Elizabeth. Wait, but what about all of those people that their, like, sex tapes get released? It seems like that's, everyone but, and their, but their mom not, has a sex tape. That's not the same thing. That's, no. like, anyone... But they anyone, them on purpose. But people don't become famous just on a sex tape. You are... Unless you're Kim Kardashian. But you are, like, a minor celebrity, and then the sex tape elevates you. But that's yeah, not... people leak it in order to get the fame, like, the Kardashian girl. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. It's very convoluted. Yeah. But anyway, yes. So so Joey is an extra in a porn movie, basically, which is a <laughs> bit weird. So yeah, that's where we're at. Everyone has revealed a few secrets, and the rest of the episode kind of re- revolves around those secrets. Not everyone. Not everyone. Well... Does Rachel have any? No, 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 no. I suppose not everyone has a secret revealed. I, I, I think I mentioned this. We got a little hint of this in season one. I told you that isn't the the trope of the friends like getting in arguments and revealing secrets about people. That comes up a lot. Oh, and oh my god! In this scene, didn't didn't Chandler call one of them a bitch? Did he call Monica a bitch? Yeah, he called Monica a bitch. Oh my god, yeah. I was so sad. I've never heard them speak like that to one another. Mm-hmm. Took me by surprise, my Chan-Chan. Uh, How dare he speak to her like well, that? Well, it was just for comedic effect. There was no malice to it. It was mean. Oh, wow. So yeah, that kind of sets us up for the rest of the episode. These sex, uh, these secrets, these revelations uh, sort of are, are brought up throughout the episode. Uh, they basically... You know, I, when I make my notes for the episodes, I usually split up for everyone's storyline. Um, and for my storylines for Chandler, it's two lines. They basically, they make fun of Chandler for the rest of the episode for having three nipples. And boy, oh boy, do they mine the gold out of that. Honestly, right? Yeah. Probably my favorite is when they're in the coffee shop and like someone asks for a latte. and Or someone has like a coffee and they're like, oh, I wanted milk in my coffee. Like oh no problem, and they hold their cup up to Chandler's chest, and they're like, "Hey Chandler, can you, can you squeeze out some some milk for me?" How fitting, especially since before we were talking about breast milk with that last mm-hmm. couple episodes. Do you think having three nipples would dilute the breast milk so it wouldn't taste as nice? Would it taste more like one percent milk? Do you think? On a man. From, if it came from a third nipple. Do you have mammary glands attached to those? Well, but as, as, if a man can have a third nipple, presumably a, a Oh, female. so you're saying so if a woman had three nipples, mm-hmm. but it, is there mammary glands attached to that? Sure. Nipple, then no, that she probably just produce the same like more milk because she has three boobs. Mm. A, a mutual friend of ours, someone that you know, also uh, claims that he met a woman with no nipples. No nipples. No nipples. What do you think about that? <laughs> really? Could that happen? I, I I feel like that might be a birth defect. Yeah? Oh, boy. I mean, it's not like... Unless you're breastfeeding, there's really no use for nipples. Mm. Clearly, because you see that on men. Men have nipples. There's no use for them. But... Could it happen? Um, I... I mean, I suppose anything. You're the happen, expert. Right? Come on, you were you were so sure of everything about, a couple of episodes ago. I, I don't know if people are born without nipples. I imagine it could happen, like anything else. All right, at Friends Pod, if you were born with no nipples, no judgment. This is um, a judgment-free zone. But if you have no nipples, we want to hear from you. Like, if you can be born with extra, I'm sure you could be born with none. Sure. So elsewhere, Ross is all loved up with Julie. This is a Julie-heavy episode. I think she was absent when Heckles died in the last episode. 
But Julie is all over the shop here. Ross is very loved up, and Rachel is very jealous. She is not happy about that. She's as obvious in her jealousy as Ross was. In More the- so, I think. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll get to that later in the episode. But yeah, she is ridiculous. Yeah. With this, um, Ross confides with her. You know, they're they're sort of talking about like, yeah, things are going great. We're we're having a great time. But Ross does confide in Rachel that they have not yet experienced each other in a intimate fashion they haven't had sex they have not touched genitals in their genitals have not given each other a high five they have not <laughs> basically and it's revealed that ross is kind of holding back as we know ross has only ever been with one other woman carol 2.0 carol 2.0 or maybe carol 1.0 oh yeah yeah i, I suppose he never has been with carol <laughs> 2.0 no he has only been with carol Carol original. OG. OG. The OG Carol, yes. So he is nervous about that. Rachel, in typical jealous fashion, convinces him to wait. Like, not to rush into it. She tells him the longer you wait, the more she's going to want it. Oh, she plays her cards real cleverly Mm -hmm. with this. Rachel turns saboteur. Yeah, because she's like, you know what women find super sexy? Mm-hmm. is waiting mm-hmm. and the more they beg for it the mm-hmm. more you're doing it right mm-hmm. oh man she she knew what she was doing yep yep classic classic playbook she is so yeah she kind of sabotages him she's like even if she begs you for it that just means that it's working and you need to wait longer and you're like okay we'll see about that um phoebe is gonna go visit duncan at the ice capades he is performing in the ice capades at madison square garden Naturally. And she gets all dressed up. Gets dressed up in a kind of, um, I don't know, like 60s go-go dancer outfit. Yeah. It worked for her. She looked great. <laughs> oh, yeah? You don't like it? No, I'm I don't like that. I just you say that. I think she looked really good. It's. Huh. A, I mean, it suits her. She She looks like she could have been from the 60s. She yeah. Looks like, she looks like she would fit in in that time very well. Like, yeah. more so than Rachel and Monica. They're very much stuck in the 90s. But Definitely. I feel like it would... I, I, I thought she pulled it off very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kudos to her. She looked great. But is she setting herself up for heartache? That's what I'm worried about. Are you worried about her? I'm so worried. While that's going on, Ross and Julie are hosting a dinner party. And they invite the gang round. Minus Phoebe. Because Phoebe doesn't get invited to these things. Oh, she's busy with Duncan. Sure. That's what she tells herself. Oh, you'd be nice to her. So everyone else comes around. They make reference to... They say something like, oh, it still smells like monkey in here or something like that. Rest in peace, Marcel. Oh, yeah. With a little side side line there. Mm-hmm. Do you think Julie and Marcel would have gotten well? Yeah, Julie probably would have liked him. Yeah, she probably would have been okay. Would Marcel have liked her, though? Well, oh. Marcel didn't really like anybody. No. Because he was a wild animal being kept as a domestic pet. In a pretty big apartment for, like... New York. Like, how much would that cost? Ross has got a PhD, though. I mean, he has a... Yeah, but that doesn't... Just because you have a PhD doesn't mean you make a lot of money. It means you're more in debt, if anything, in this country. Uh, this was in the early 90s before inflation really kicked in, though. Mm. So anyway, it's revealed at the dinner party that Rachel was not the only person Ross was seeking out for advice with matters of the private parts area. He went to... <laughs> Bathing suit areas. Bathing suit area, thank you. Uh, He went to probably Rachel's worst nightmare in these matters. He went and asked Joey about it. And Joey's advice was basically get over yourself and get in there. 
Yeah. Uh, so now Rachel is kind of like, oh no, they're going to have sex. So basically her duties for the night become to keep the party going. She doesn't want the party to end because once it ends, Ross is going to have sex with Julie. His penis is going to be forever tainted. And Christ. Yeah. Is that good advice that Joey gave? Um, removing Rachel from the context? Yeah, it is. Like, if he's nervous about it, and the only reason he's holding back is because he's only ever been with one other person, it is good advice to get over yourself. Like, you're making too big a deal out of it. You should just go for it. It's not very sensitive, though. To whom? To Ross. Like, that's, it's still a big thing. Not really, though. So, like, what, it's not once you have sex time. with one person, that means you can just have sex with anyone now? Since it's, it's over your first one? It should be fine, though. But not everyone feels that way. No. Every person could be special for someone, Michael. Which yes. is why, Elizabeth, he needs to get over himself and just do it. I think it's sound advice. Like, I, I, like what's he going to do? Well, what, what, what are the benefits of waiting? All he's going to do is build it up to be a bigger and bigger and bigger thing. They've been dating for two months already, I think it's revealed in this episode. Like, sure, wh- but... What, what's it going to do? But maybe, since that was the only person so far, and he married her, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, so he married her. Impregnated her. Who, why wouldn't the next person, like, why would the next person just be like, oh, well, I've done it once before. It's not, I don't think he's worried about his performance. I think it's the fact that the first person he was ever with, he ended up marrying, and he was, he fell very hard for this person. So, why rush into it with someone else and let you know. No, but that's not it, though. He is... I think, like, the talk from Rachel earlier in the episode is he does want to do it. He is just apprehensive because he hasn't been with anyone else. Oh, so he's more worried about performance? I... I don't even know if it's that. I don't But that's don't interesting know. because it's not like he had sex one time and still oh, feels we don't know. inadequate about it. Maybe he did only have sex one time. We, on. all we They've had one kid, which means they've had sex at least once. That could be all. No, because doesn't he reference in the episode? Oh, uh, yeah. He says yeah, something okay, like, well, right. it's, I've only had sex with person. Doesn't mean I've yeah, only done it. Yeah, they had sex in Disneyland, I think. They, he revealed in one episode as well. So, yeah, it's okay, fine. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So I think it's... Because you've only had sex with one person doesn't mean you've had less sex. If anything, you probably had more. Okay, I will say this. It is the best advice that Joey is capable of giving. Okay, fine. <laughs> all right. Um, Phoebe goes and visits uh, Duncan at Madison Square Garden. She gets a bit of a shock because he asks for a divorce. And she's like, no, okay. And then she gets an even bigger shock when he reveals that he wants a divorce because he is getting married to a woman. And Phoebe's like, what? He's not gay. He's not gay. He's not gay. And then they do... Like, we've kind of seen in the past couple of episodes as well, we've seen them do in the past, they kind of put a spin on... Like a classic conversation, like we saw a couple of episodes back with when Monica was cheating on Rachel with Julie, and they're like, they were putting the spin on like an adulterous relationship. You know how how many times did you do it? Here he was kind of playing off the conversations that you might have with someone that's just come out to you, being like, "Well, how long have you known?" In a way, I've always known. You know, like, mm-hmm. but it's in reverse because he's saying that he isn't gay. Like, you know, he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm a nice dancer. All my friends are gay. I, I just thought that was the normal thing." Yeah. Funny, like, like this is—is is this gay humor done right by by friends? Do you think it's not offensive? Is it? Except for maybe the implication that you can, it's just a phase that you go through and you can snap out of it. But I don't even think they're implying that. 
No, I think it was actually okay. Yeah. Like personally, I, I think that it kind of normalized being gay a mm-hmm. little bit. And so it brought humor in to kind of relax the tension of yeah. the situation, but I thought it was okay. And, you know, I'm very... You're I, sensitive to these things. Absolutely. And I, and I am to an extent as well, but... And no, I, I, I thought it was kind of done right. It was... They put a spin on it in the way that they've put a spin on heterosexual relationships in previous episodes. Right. It's like um, there's this really good short film kind of about everything being switched that I've seen where everyone is gay, but mm. this one person is straight, like this one kid. And so it's like it's like growing up today if you're gay because the majority of people are heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of flips it on its head and shows what the world would be like if the majority of people were gay and you were the one that kind of felt a little odd man out because you liked a member of the opposite sex. So this was kind of a cool way to do the same thing, but it being way more relaxed mm. and bringing humor into it so yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it was good but then it begs the question for phoebe like well if you're straight then why wouldn't you go for me well because he just doesn't feel that way about i her. know but i don't think he knows no. how much she likes him well i think he does by the end i think it's sort of implied because it, this scene does end they they, they do kiss yes they kiss but i think is, it's a goodbye thank you i kiss. know but he knows how she feels at that point because she, she says, you know, if, if we had met a few years ago, if you'd figured this out a few years ago, you could have been with me. And he's just sort of like, okay, yeah, sure. I, I think it's a thank you for everything and goodbye. Kiss. For him, yes, but not for her. It's a... I think it's an ex- she has Feel to- something from this kiss and then you'll be mine. I don't know. No, I didn't get that at all. Okay. But anyway, she, yeah. So that that's how they kind of part. Basically, they, it's a kiss and goodbye. Phoebe's left a little bit, a little bit crushed by Duncan. But maybe we'll see him again. Who knows? You don't know. <laughs> I, I do know. not. I know. Back at the dinner party, Rachel is trying to keep things going. Everyone wants to go home. Rachel doesn't want anyone to leave because then Ross and Julia are gonna bump uglies. Uh, so she just starts asking Julie about her life and she kind of goes through everything, blah, 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 blah. But then eventually everyone falls asleep and they're like, okay, I'm going home. I've had enough of this. This is too much. <laughs> As they're leaving, like, Julie or Chandler sort of like, that Julie's a bit of a talker, isn't she? <laughs> Which I thought was funny considering Rachel was the one forcing them to keep going with it. So then everyone leaves. And as Rachel is leaving, she has a conversation with Ross outside the door. And Ross is like, yeah, we're going to have sex. And uh, this is where, like, it's too, you're shaking your head. I am verbally shaking my head. It's, it's too much. They're, these guys, how many intimate heart-to-hearts do you have to have when you're standing three inches away from each other's faces? That was... That was crazy. Yeah, it was too much in this one. Like, first of I all, he's he giving her advice her. and stuff. Yeah, I he was kiss well, her. yeah, they suckered you in. That's what you were meant to believe. Like, because Rachel's like dropping her panties for him. She, I Come mean, it's on. so it, it's more obvious than when Ross was doing it. Yeah, it's like more obvious and and more Ross, blatant. Like Ross, in front, like, he does. She does it in front of Julia as well. Yeah, but Ross still, you can't just. After having feelings for someone for so long, you can't just all of a sudden, after two months of dating someone else... Just turn it off. Yeah, just or turn it off. Or be oblivious to it. Right. But, 
like if anything he's still very physically attracted to her so when she's mm. all like sexy and talking low and like right close to like her mouth to his mouth of course like any mm. it, that's just a natural human reaction because it's like he basically asks he's like I'm gonna kiss her and then we're gonna have sex and she's like oh if it was me I would I'd want you to just walk up and grab my hair and pull me in and like touch my and, and it's like, like she goes very graphic and they're like inches away from each other yeah and you and as you say it's set up so you think oh he's gonna kiss her this is gonna be it but like after that after she's basically like whispering in her ear while simultaneously pulling down her pants <laughs> there's like a pause and he's like sort of staring at her and then he just goes okay thanks good night and it just like slams the door in her face yeah and that closes the episode i was pissed where are you? Yes. Are you? You're wanting this. No, I just. You're I'm, gagging for it more than Rachel no, is. No, I'm not. No. No, I am totally not. Then why were you pissed? Because I think Ross is a buffoon. <laughs> for not noticing. Well, both of them. They're they both suck, but. Yeah. It's a real Sam and Diane relationship they have going on here. Oh boy! First it was Ross and Rachel. Now it's Sam and Diane. Well, then you see at the end after the credits, you see Ross like walk into. Singing oh, in yeah, the rain. Oh, yeah, yeah, but singing, singing in the rain. In the rain. And of course, it, that implies that he had sex the night before, he's happy and whatever. And then he blatantly comes out and says it, because there's two old ladies sitting on the park bench, and they see him sort of skipping around, and the, one of them turns to her friend and goes, someone got lucky last night, and then he comes back and goes, twice. Yeah. People don't do that in real life. No, it's a flight of fancy. I know, but like, what, because you have sex with someone that you like, and... You walk the next day when you're on your way to work all happy. And he was like, doing the stride of pride. Come on. I guess, but like, how many times have you seen that? Nah, I don't know. How many times have you done that? Well, you just walk home after a really nice night or you're walking to work after an amazing night and you're all happy with yourself and you're kind of glowing from it. Like, I think that's more common. Yeah, you're not going to hop up on a lamppost and sort of swing around it, but... I don't know. It reminded me of that scene in 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, ah, the Hollow Notes scene. Yeah. 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 That, that, well, that's what it but is. But that was better. It's artistic license. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Just be Call happy me. for him, Elizabeth. Call me. Just be happy for him. I'm so happy for him. Mm-hmm. Well, we have the great benefit of tracking... Like, we don't know all the friends' sexual histories on the show, but we... Apart from Ross's, we we know all the partners he's had. We can track them throughout, True. so we can we can scratch off every notch in his bedpost right along with him. Is so any... Ross is up to two. Is anybody gay? No. In uh, the Central Park guy? Yeah. Well, who knows? We know Chandler has a gay quality. So that was the one with Phoebe's husband. Did you enjoy that one? Yeah, it was pretty good. Did it live up? Like, I don't think it quite lived up with uh, Phoebe's husband. I don't think that was quite the earth-shattering revelation. No, it was we more expecting. like the the things we find out about them which were better for me. Yeah, oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. that is and that is as I say a, a a trope that they return to time and again and and it's always pretty good actually. It's not something that they they run into the ground. It's always fun when they do it. So that's something to look forward to in seasons to come. Right, Michael. It was like a classic episode. That right? one? Oh, classic. Classic. Absolutely classic. It was that time when Ross and Rachel got really close together and said inappropriate things to each other for people that aren't dating. Classic. Classic. Classic friends. Are you excited for the next episode, though, Elizabeth? Yeah, what's that the is next my question. one, Michael? The next episode, Elizabeth, is, of course, the one... With five steaks and an eggplant. 
five steaks and an eggplant. Yeah. So that would be the friends, and mm-hmm. Phoebe would have the eggplant. Oh, very good. Is that right? Well, yeah. But what is the context? The context, Elizabeth! They're at a dinner, nope. and... Nope. Don't guess. You'll just seem ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, that's going to be the next one that we talk about. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be great. And that will be day five of our seven podcasts in seven days. We, we're over the hump now. We're halfway through. Thank goodness. Ugh. Hey, Although, man, this is your idea. I do feel slightly re-energized from where I was at the beginning of the episode. I so. know. Your, your uh, affect has completely changed. Well, you know what, Elizabeth? When you've had a bad day, all you need is to just sit down with your friends, your one and only literal friend in real life, <laughs> And then your six hypothetical friends who you've never met and technically live in the past and will never know that you existed. And that's all you need to get through a hard day. And that's where I am now. Michael? So bless you, but to to a lesser extent and to a much bigger and realistic sense, bless Monica and bless Chandler and bless Phoebe, bless Rachel Bless Joey. All right, biblical. And, 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 and even, and you know what? I'm going to say it. Even bless Ross, because he's, he's plugging away. Yeah. And I wish, him, I wish him nothing but happiness with Julie. When Can't I wait. think of that and Ross, I think of, oh, bless. Oh, bless Ross. Bless. He's a trier. you you got to love a trier. But, Michael? What? I'll be there for you. Okay. You guys know the drill by now. Follow us on Twitter at FriendsPod. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. Tell a friend about us. We'll be back tomorrow for episode five of season two, the one with the five steaks and an eggplant. Until then, Elizabeth, no guarantees I'll be in a better mood tomorrow, but we'll see how it goes. Bye-bye. Bye, buddies. Bye. Bye. Bye.